Welcome to Awaken the Dawn with Apostle Dr. Patience Oti. Awaken the Dawn is a ministry of Shekinah Ministries through the Tribe Prayer Line, which meets every morning, 365 days per year, with the purpose of reading the entire Bible in one year. Please listen to this excerpt and be blessed. We thank God for the privilege of being in the land of the living. We thank God for the reading of the word. And we'll start from Proverbs and walk our way up. Do not speak to a fool, for he will soon scorn the wisdom of your word. Do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their defender is strong. Just yesterday we established that God is interested in the underdog. Yesterday we saw where God was saying, leave those people to me. If you touch them, I will touch you. The poor, oppressed, the widow, the fatherless. I want you to understand that God is serious when he's saying that that he will fight their battle. And the word of God says this morning that their defender is strong. Maybe you fall into that category. I want you to know that God is your defender. And he's more than able. When you look at that dichotomy, you have the poor, you have the rich, you have the wise, you have the foolish. Quite often, there's no middle ground. It's either black or white. And I ask you honestly this morning, if you put yourself on the scale, will you look at yourself as being wise? Or will you look at yourself as being foolish? I pray this morning that all of us will fall into the bucket of the wise. And if there's anybody who is not sure, God had already made provision. In the book of James, he said, if anyone lack wisdom, let him do what? A-S-K. Let him ask. And when you ask, you give you wisdom. That should be one of the blessings of being a child of God. That somebody people used to look down on as being a simpleton could turn around and become wise because of the wisdom of God. Psalm 57, beautiful fact. Be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. May your glory be over all the earth. This should be our prayer, that as we lift God up over the heavens, let his glory come down and fill all the earth. I'll never forget, forget this Psalm 57.5. When we started, it wasn't even a church. When we were about to start, it's Sunday Fellowship. We used to have Bible study group. And somehow they asked me, can you start coming on Sunday? And I told my group, if we will do for Sunday Fellowship, you will first of all go to your church in the morning. Then we'll come together in the evening and meet at four. And we agreed. And the very first day we were supposed to meet, in the lover's basement. A big minister came in from Nigeria, the pastor of 
glory tabernacle in Ibadan. And I invited him. I asked him to come. Come minister to us. I have this small group. We meet in a basement and all the rest of them. He got so excited. He said he was coming. Meanwhile, I have taught this chorus to my prayer partner, Sister Sonia. I taught her this chorus. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above the heaven. Let your glory be above all the earth. Let your glory be above all the earth. So, I had taught them that chorus. And immediately we walked in for the fellowship. And we called for a chorus. Sister Sonia started singing that chorus. And this pastor lost it. When we finished, he told us that one morning he was having a devotion. And he read Psalm 57. And he realized that verse 5 and verse 11 are exactly the same thing. Be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over the earth. He read verse 5. He read verse 11. It, they were the same thing. And as he was going over it, God gave him that song. Then I asked myself, why must it be this song that this man sang? That will be the song we are going to sing here today. And you know that some of these things, they are not coincidence. Some of these things are just to show you the wonder-walking power of God. I want you to look at verse 7. My heart is steadfast, oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. My heart is steadfast. Do you know when this psalm was written? This psalm was written... When David was running away from Saul, this psalm was written when David fled into a cave. That was when he wrote, my heart, <clears throat> my heart is steadfast. And I want to ask you this morning, how steadfast is your heart? Can you truly tell God, no matter what the day brings, that you already made up, you will worship the God of heaven? Some versions of the Bible will say, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. That I'm not double-minded. I'm not planning to go anywhere. I'm not checking out. This is it, Lord. I'm all yours. Let the devil send his worst down. My heart is fixed. And I ask you this morning, is your heart fixed on God? That reminds me of what we say about joy. We always say that joy not dependent on circumstances. That joy comes from the heart. And I want to think the same thing this morning, that your decision to worship God should not be dependent on happening. It should have its root on who God is. Is your heart fixed? Awake my soul, awake, have a lair. I will awaken the dawn. Woo! 
Listen, people are still sleeping in. This is Sunday morning. They are not going to walk. This is a beautiful day to sleep in. But somebody has already awakened the dawn. Somebody already woke up at 3.30. Somebody is up at 4.30. Woo! Just like we are learning some of the characteristics of the eagle. I want you to open your eyes and also begin to see some special things about David. When God said, this is a man after my own heart. Somebody said that the way, one of the ways to know that you are doing well is a time to look at the qualities of the people who already succeeded. Find the secret of what they do. Find how they do it. Begin to absorb it. And that would be a plus. I think I could just quote it for you the way it says. One key to personal growth is discovering the secret of successful people and adapting them to your life. You can write it down. One secret, one key to personal growth is discovering the secret of successful people and adapting it to your life. And as we continue to look into the secrets of the man called David, we've seen he's somebody who woke up very early in the morning and start worshiping and start praising God. And that could be one of the reasons or one of the things that endeared him to God. We've also seen that he's a man of unwavering faith. He could say, my heart is fixed. Number three. We can also say that he knew how to worship God. And looking at the everything he wrote here is just a stall in the name of God. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness, reaches to the sky, the exalted O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all. Praise God, hallelujah. Let's look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's see the first verse there, verse 1. This will be my third visit to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Do you know that what Paul is saying here is biblical? Go through the Old Testament. When you bring an accusation against anybody, you must have a witness for it to stand in the court of law. When you don't have any witness, it is thrown out. If you have just one witness, it's accepted. And I want to tell you this morning, I truly believe, according to Matthew chapter 19, that two people can constitute a church. I truly believe in the power of agreement of two. Just two people agreeing on something and telling God, this is what we want to see happen. Heaven will honor you and give you answer. So when you talk about the power of two, I begin to think that some of us don't get it. That's why we're still allowing the devil to be our witness. Let somebody read Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. 
It's the last book of the Bible, in case you don't know. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise God. If you look at that scripture, there are two witnesses. One is the blood of the Lamb. And the second one is their, is their testimony. Always the power of two witnesses. In verse 11 it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their word. Testimony. So let me tell you how this works. You are sick. The doctor says you have two weeks to leave. Already you have one witness, which is the blood of the Lamb. And you need a second witness. And this second witness will be what? The word of your testimony. But you decide. To say what the doctor said instead of saying what the word says. The word says, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. One person may say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Another person will say, I just have two weeks and I'll be out of here. There are two witnesses. So whichever one you take, is the one that will happen for you. Somebody will say, but how? Because the accuser of the brethren is constantly on one side saying, you will not make it. The blood of Jesus is on the other side saying, I have paid the price. The devil is saying, you cannot make it. The blood of Jesus is saying, I paid the price. He's just looking for one more witness. And any side you fall into, you become the second witness. If you fall to the side of the devil and join him, two more weeks, two more weeks, that's the two witnesses. If you fall on the side of God and start saying, Woo! You're on the side of God and what you say, by his stripes, I am here. By his stripes, I am here. That's the two witnesses. Does this make any sense to anybody this morning? This illustration is why you are told that the power of life and death is in the tongue because there's already one established witness and God is waiting for you to be the second witness. Stop talking down on yourself. Stop claiming death. Stop talking about things that you don't want to see happen. The more you speak them, the more they come into existence. God have mercy. Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. I feel like continuing till nine. Listen, and I trust that you will discover that you have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will not do anything wrong. Not that people will see that we have stood the test, but that you will do what is right, even though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We are glad whenever we are weak, 
but you are strong. And our prayer is for your perfection. Then go back to verse 11. Finally, brothers, goodbye. And for perfection. I know these days we don't really talk about perfection. But we're always calling on the spirit of excellence, which is the same thing. You're asking God to help you. And my prayer for us this morning is that we strive for excellence. Excellence in speech, excellence in deed, excellence in thought. Let's strive for excellence. Not that the world will clap for us, but so that they may know that we are worshiping the true God. Praise God. Let's go to the Old Testament. Isaiah, we read Isaiah 12, Isaiah 13, Isaiah 14. And we are going to take three scriptures. We are going to touch three scriptures. Or if we have time, we touch more. I'm at verse 4. In that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. In that day, the Lord was talking to the remnants of the Lord. After others had been carried away, the book of Isaiah keeps saying there will be a remnant. There will be some people remaining. And in that day, they will give thanks unto God. But I'm asking us, let's not wait for the vengeance of God, for the punishment of God to push up. So let's learn to give thanks unto God. We don't even have the time this morning to dig into giving thanks unto God. That's one of the things that distinguished David. David was always giving thanks unto God. So I take you to the next chapter, chapter 13. And I'm looking at verse 19. Babylon. The jewel of the kingdom, the glory of the Babylonian's pride, will be overthrown by God, like Sodom and Gomorrah. One thing I want you to understand, when Psalm 24 says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, it does not eliminate any nation. All nations till today are before him. He could turn them any way he liked. Make no mistake, when you are reading the Bible, you think you are reading the history of the Israelites. No. This Bible is talking about the God of the universe that decided to pick a nation and make himself known to the world through one nation. And when he wanted to do that, he looked for a childless nomad and picked him up. And said, in, go and read your Genesis chapter 12. And began to call him. I want you to go to a land that you don't even know. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make your name great. And through you, I'm going to bless the whole world. Blessing the whole world through Abraham means bringing Jesus Christ into the world. You cannot think of Christianity without thinking of Judaism. You cannot talk about Christianity without having this patriarch. You can't talk about Christianity 
without mentioning Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God just looked around in the whole universe and decided, I'm going to pick up a, na a nation. I'm going to make a nation through whom I'm going to bless the world. And then he turned back and told this childless nomad, I will bless you. I will give you children. Look up in the star, in the sky. As the stars are all over, as the stars glitter, so will your children be. And yet Abraham was like, God, what are you doing? 20 years, you made the promise. Where is the child? And look, this young man in my house is the one who is going to inherit me. God said, no. That's not what I said. Go to the seashore. Look around. Pick up a handful of sand. Can you count the grace of sand? If you cannot count it, you cannot count your children. I want to make a distinction on the whole earth. I want to show the whole world that there's a God in heaven. And I want to do it through you. And I'll give you the time when the time comes. 25 years later, Isaac came. Isaac became barren again. The wife became barren. But after some years, God blessed him with twins. And of the two, God had his hand on one of them called Jacob. And said, through Jacob, I'm going to fulfill this promise. What happened to Jacob? After now, Jacob wrestled with the angel. And in the morning, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the angel said to him, bless you nothing. You don't need blessing. You need a change. I'm going to change your name. And his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. And it's still the same Israel we talk about today. And when you are reading the book of Isaiah, he's telling you what he will do to other nations. I want you to open your eyes. Let your eyes open to see that he's God of the universe. God that has the power to destroy empires, kingdoms. Today he's talking to Babylon. Babylon, you are powerful. Babylon, you are the glory of the Babylonian pride. But I will overthrow you. I'll just overthrow you the way I did Sodom and Gomorrah. God is the God of the universe. So those of you who are shaking, ah, I don't have paper. Ah, they will send me here. Just begin to tell the enemy that your, that your father owns the universe. Your father owns America. And God will legalize your stay in this country. He has done it for many people and your case will not be different. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth. You will, you who once laid low the nation, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit in throne on the mount of the assembly, on the uttermost height of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Praise God. If you know anything about the Bible, you know that this is not a fiction. This is talking of something that happened real, something that happened live. This is talking about Satan 
that he became pompous. He became proud. And God did what? God sent him. Threw him out of heaven. He was thrown out of heaven. When he became proud. When he was full of himself. We're still serving that same God. You can't be bigger than God. You can't. I don't care what you do for God. You cannot be bigger than him. You will always have to subject yourself under the holy and great hands of God. Praise God. I will crush the experience in my land. On my mountains, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people and his body removed from their shoulders. We read something about Babylon. We read something now about the Assyrians. And God was making a promise. I will remove their burden from the shoulders of the Israelites. But I want you to look at verse 7, 27 of the last chapter. And I want you to make this a personal verse. For the Lord Almighty has proposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? Do you now see why I'm asking you to dance to the audience of one man? Do you now see why I'm asking you to seek his face? Because when you see his face, he will release what he has in his hand. Do you now agree that once he stretches out his hand to bless you, no force, no man, no woman can stop it. The scripture says in Psalm 40, that, sorry, Isaiah 40, that he taketh counsel from no man. If God wants to bless Sister Ursula, he will not go and ask Sister Joy, should I bless her? And Joy said, no, wait a little, give her two more years. <laughs> God taketh counsel from no man. He knows what he wants to do, and he will do it. For the Lord Almighty has proposed who can thwart it. Whatever the mind of God decides to do, nobody can stop him. You cannot. There's no way. Nobody can thwart him. His hand is stretched out. Who can turn him back? No devil, no demon. Stand on the way of my blessing. God will neutralize it. I'm telling you, just get out of the way. You don't have any business. Stand in there. Praise God. And look at 29. Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you <clears throat> is broken. So why is Isaiah prophesying to all these nations? We've seen him speak to Babylon. We've seen him speak to Syria. Now he's speaking to Philistines. Why? Because God has authority over all these nations. Praise God. There's something we mentioned, we've said so much this morning, but there's something that touched me a lot. And it has to do with the power of the tongue. It has to do with the fact. So I want you to look at that again. The power of two. In the, in the presence of two witnesses, everything is established. And we've already seen the two witnesses standing. The blood of Jesus is speaking. The accuser of the brethren is speaking. And the second witness is you. And in anything in your life, whatever you begin to say becomes the second.
call witness, and it happened. So I want you to take a quick second and ask God to forgive you. Any seed of the word you planted that you don't want to see happen, pray that it will be uprooted this morning. All those things you were calling your son, stupid boy, you will go to prison. They will kill you on the street. You will do this, you will do that. Every negative thing you've said, even the ones you said about yourself, I'm not smart. Woo! I'll amount to nothing. Woo! Everything you've said that is negative that the devil is, is playing with this morning, I want you to put it. And after you've uprooted it, you promise God that you will begin from this morning to say only what you mean. Because you are, you are your own second witness. May the Lord bless you. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Apostle O.T. and this ministry, please visit www.drpatienceot.com. Again, that's www.drpatienceot.com. Do you have a desire to read the entire Bible but have never been able to do so? If so, please join the Tribe Prayer Line every day from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to read and listen as portions of the Bible are read and expounded upon daily. Call 515-604-9731, access code 582-077. Again, that's 515-604-9731, access code 582-077.